0: It's very good to have on the show with us Michael Woodhouse, the Opposition Spokesperson on Health. He joins us right now. He's been a very busy man today. Michael, very good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hey, gentlemen. How are you? Good, good, thank thank you. So interesting to hear your comments. Michael, we've just been reading the story. Now, it appears these two uh, women that travelled from Auckland to Wellington, they did come into contact with a number of people. You've got some information on that.
1: Yeah, well, I've been swamped with a number of messages, mostly from people in managed isolation, to say that what the Director General and Minister is hap- saying is happening isn't. But this was the most interesting one, that in fact they, um, they got a bit uh, confused getting out of Auckland uh, went the wrong way. And then uh, acquaintances of theirs went and uh, found them and pointed them in the right direction. And at that point, uh, the girls were... Very grateful, obviously, and, and came into close contact, gave them a kiss and a cuddle, and, and away they went. Now, that raises a couple of questions, obviously, about whether or not the full story has been given to the Ministry of Health, and frankly, it needs to be.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Can I ask this? Um, I understand, and I do understand the reasons why the person who you say you have total faith in that you've got this information from, but that person wants to, wants to remain anonymous... Just one detail that would help me feel more uh, at ease with the fact that this is a true story. Where did this happen? Where did they get lost south of Auckland? I'm asking, yeah,
1: I, look, I'll try and get that information. At this stage, I don't have that piece of information. Or the other bit is if they borrowed the car, which is what I know now is the case. Yeah. Naturally, they're not from Auckland, so they needed to borrow a car to get to Wellington. What was the. What sort of state was it in? Was it a late model car? Did it have the capacity in the petrol tank to go 700 kilometres without refuelling? Um, you know, there's really real questions about, you know, can you get through with no stops, no comfort stops, no food stops, no petrol stops? Um, look, I'm not getting at these two people. I'm, I'm just saying that, there is a risk, I think, that the, the minister and the ministry could be gilding the lily here. And actually what the public want to know in their anger and frustration is actually they are making contact with the people who could be at risk because, frankly, that's what we expect.
0: Michael, I guess over the, we've honestly had four hours of people phoning in this show and it's 80-20. People are really, really angry. And 80% yep. of them are very angry, as you've pointed out. What do you think? Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern should do here. We've had a lot of people calling on David Clark to be sacked. What's your view? What would you have done if you were in Jacinda Ardern's situation?
1: Well, I think the minister has to go. He he looks completely disengaged, disinterested, and he knows he's not going to be the minister after the election if they still have, uh, have the Treasury benches, and he's just checking out. So, I mean, I think that's the first thing. Secondly, there are really good protocols in place. So I'm... I'm looking at the Ministry of Health website about the mandatory testing and temperature screening and, and isolation. We just need to follow those protocols. Now, cooling in the army is a bit of a crushing a nut to, uh, you know, um, using a sledgehammer to crush a nut, I think. But, yeah. but actually, and there were, the, the feedback I'm getting, I should stress, is that the nurses that are working at these hotels in Auckland are doing a fantastic job. But their hands are tied, too, uh, in, in many respects. So you know, we need to be making sure that we keep people separate when they come in on different days. We need to be testing them uh, regularly, and and the, the director general said that he was doing that on day three or day and day twelve more or yeah, less. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of feedback that that's just not happening. Um, and he needs to make sure that we're not releasing more COVID-positive cases into the community.
0: And on that, finally, uh, we've been discussing, too, the situation with Air New Zealand and pilots and flight personnel coming back into uh, quarantine when they head offshore. But as soon as they arrive back in New Zealand, they're free to roam around. Is that your understanding? Yeah,
1: that is. And I've had a lot of correspondence on that as well. But I, 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 I'm very, I'm much more kind of measured on this. This is a real difficult one. If you're a pilot or a flight steward and and you travel all the way to say I don't know LA um, and then you have to isolate for 14 days before you get back again and then isolate for another 14 it's, it's very difficult mm. so what I know is in New Zealand have strict protocols that they themselves are following for protective equipment for isolation at the destination and for uh, staying away from people when they get home I'm actually broadly comfortable with that but I can understand people's um, concerns that's actually not my my biggest concern right now it's it's these hotels
0: michael really appreciate your time thanks so much for joining us thank you very much thanks, thanks, take care. care thank you michael woodhouse national spokesman for health